Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. And welcome. This is the first day WIBC Sunday Magazine show. We are brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They are real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Crosspoint. At, wait, did I do it wrong? At Crossroads Collective. Crossroads at Compass Real Estate. Compass Real Estate. Thank you. A lot of C's. Uh, at Compass Real Estate. <laughs> CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. They are the best, you guys. They really are. And uh, if to see what your home is worth, do this. Go to Who's Your Home? Twenty. Wait a minute. Who's Your Home Values? Twenty Twenty Three. Dot com. There we go. I got it in. I They're going to stop you by know and I see did us. That. They 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 do it. It's a very extensive research process, and they'll yeah. they'll tell you with they'll tell you they what's will. going on. I like that. And then and then they're done. They're not going to bother you. They're no. not going to be. This isn't something you fill out and you think, oh no, I'm going to be hounded. It is not true at all. They just want to offer this service to you. So uh, check that out. Who's your home values? Twenty twenty three dot com, and they will be here at uh, in about a half an hour. They'll stop by with all of your uh, real estate questions. We'd love to hear from you as well. I'm Terry Stacy, by the way. Along with Denny Paul Smith. Good morning, girl. Good morning, Denny. Glad you're here this morning. Look who we have with us. Kylan is out today, but Graham is here. Graham, Graham sure. Yeah. Sheer. Sheer. Like a wind shear. Yes. Graham Cracker wind shear is here. <laughs> and that's how I'll have to remember you, Graham, until I really get used that's to it. That's quite all right. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Just yell at us when we're doing something wrong. That's what Kylan does. Or tell us to stop talking or you Don't know, just jump in. <laughs> okay, listen, uh, Tony Kennett, let's do this. Uh, as I mentioned, Greg and Lisa will be here about 1130, but let's get to this hour's first guest. Tony Kennett joins us here to talk about a back-to-school topic. In fact, guys, the new school semester begins for some Indiana kids in just a couple of weeks. IPS goes back in 15 days. Unbelievable. End of July. 15, last day yeah, of July. <laughs> last day in July, and they're back at it. And uh, Tony is here with us. I believe he's at a conv- or he's doing a conference or something. T- Tony, you there? I am. Can you guys hear me all right? Yes, Loud and yes, clear, yes, son. yes. We're so glad to talk to you. You doing okay? I am. This conference has been chaotic. I'm in uh, Palm Beach for the uh, Turning Point USA conference, but uh, everything's kind of winding down, and I'm actually chatting with Senator Ted Cruz in about a half an hour. So you oh guys have gosh. perfect timing. You. That's cool. Very well, don't cool. Don't let us hold you up. But no. we're really interested in this new thing about the state is picking up funding for what we used to just call paper and books. Tell us about that. So uh, the Governor Holcomb has been championing this idea that the state needs to pick up, again, what we used to call textbook fees, but actually involve more than just textbooks. It also involves like iPad, Chromebook, subscription, things like that. And uh, basically all of those fees, which used to parents had to pay annually, now the state is picking up the tab. And if you looked in the WFYI article covering this, you know, they, they actually quoted my old superintendent, uh, Jed Bainey, out from Knightstown. And he said, well, this is really great because it's, something that a lot of students need like there were kids who just didn't have any books or computers or anything before i think that's like really dramatic because that was not happening um but i mean it's a nice yeah i mean if the state is going to provide a free public education then it should either provide it all the way or none at all that's my take 
So I just want to mention Tony writes for the Daily Signal, and you also come to know him here as a host on WIBC. If the first time you're hearing him, this education is his thing. And uh, Tony, you know, it's been so, I'm not a parent, and it's been a long time since I paid for school books or textbooks. How much does it cost a family for textbooks these days? Well, it really depends on the district and what the curriculum they purchased uh, is. Uh, Costs have gone up because a lot of textbook companies have started using subscription services, uh, kind of like Netflix and things, but for textbooks, which is weird and gross. Uh, but in some districts, it can run as high as uh, $250 annually. Wow. It does not all have to be paid at once. Schools do some different things. There are also different uh, funds uh, within districts um, that help cover costs for families that are, for example, like on the lower uh, lunch, uh, the lower cost, like free lunch programs. Students mm-hmm. that come from lower income homes, there are programs to help that. Uh, but it can run as high as 200 to 300 depending on the district annually. Um, but that's only for schools that have excessive amounts of fees and, and the curriculum subscription stuff. It can be as low as 50 to $25. Oh, okay. Well, then, so uh, as I read through this story, I started to wonder, uh, you know, who's paying, how is this going to be paid for, for every student in Indiana to, 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 for those fees to just go away? How much is it going to cost? And is it coming from me? Uh, yeah, it is, of course it's coming Absolutely. from you. Anything that the yeah, state is great. funding, yeah, it's coming from us. That's yeah. where the money will come from. This pot of money. Oh, absolutely. There's no special secret fund that you know, like that we're like allocating. This is taxpayer funded. It was a lot of money, and w- what was fun for me to read about this was the only time I ever hear about Charles A. Beard schools is when they close first because of snow. That's where I went to school. I'm sorry, you were the first That's ones right. to close, but they Please. were also the first. Jed Bainey was one of the first guys to start paying for textbook and materials. And uh, I think he finished that whole, he got it all wrapped up and it paid 100% since 2020. Did I get that right, Tony? That's correct. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for Jed Bainey. He was my first uh, full-time boss in Indiana. He gave me a job at Nightstown for two years. That's where I got my first two Teacher of the Year awards for the intermediate school. Um, and I, I have a lot of respect for him. He is the kind of guy that I think, like I said, he took it upon himself to pay for the kids' textbook fees and device equipment fees in the district. Um, and I respect that a lot. It's a local solution. I'm not against Holcomb's move here. Uh, I just, I, because I think that if a state's going to say we're providing a public education, then that doesn't come with hidden fees. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's going to say we're providing a public education, then either do all of it or do none of it. So I, I'm okay with this. I would like to ask a few questions concerning how much textbook companies are allowed to charge because when you provide a government option that says we're just going to pay for it, you guys know how private contractors work. Whenever yeah. a government job comes up, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, things that used to cost $5, now they're going to charge $50 for it. It's sort of like the educational uh, side of the industrial military complex. Once they're yeah, in, right. they're in, but it's the education side. But it's $160 million. How much is that per student, Tony? $160 million for the whole state. How much would that be per student? So the numbers are going to vary on this, and I am not going to give you some kind of a gross estimate when I don't know the answer. The reason that I'm, I'm kind of copping out here is because the public school student numbers in Indiana are fluctuating wildly from year to year. Micro-schooling and private schooling are booming. 
as well as the, the charter schools, which are opening up like on every other corner, like it's a Starbucks in the 90s. So <laughs> I, I really can't give you an estimate yet. So I'm not going to tell your listeners I know when I, I honestly don't know what the per student would be for that. Is it more for the for what I'm going to call elementary schools or is it more for the, the high schools? Wh- wh- who's going to get the most money? Oh, the high schoolers, because they have more books. But I mean, still, it depends on what the school is going to be charging as the device fee. Uh, elementary schools are more prone to use iPads. Middle and high schools are more prone to use Chromebooks. Um, and then there's the question of, you know, does this count for, like, for example, when I was in eighth grade at Shenandoah Middle School, we all had to buy like a, a bottle rocket kind of kit so we could make a rocket and launch yeah. them every year. So is that also now part of the textbook fee? And and you might say, well, let's read the bill and find out. It's not articulated in in the budget. Yeah. Well, what I what I read, and I didn't read the bill completely, Tony. That's that's your your bailiwick. What I read is that if they get a grade on it, or if it's necessary for graduation, then the school is expected to pay for it. I don't know about your rocket class, but that's what I read. Well, that was like a required part of our class was doing the rocket. Well, then it, um, and then Bill, Bill Gass was a great teacher, and he always helped students who couldn't pay for it. I mean, phenomenal guy. Um, he was my eighth grade teacher. But as far as what can I require for my classroom, I mean, as a science teacher, I would have loved to have required other things that I thought would help students learn. Who gets to decide whether I get to require things or not? Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing I, I just am curious to know. So this is starting right now. When kids go back to school right now, this coming up in like IPS in 15 days, uh, that fee is dropped already. No, the parents are not paying for textbooks starting right now. Is that right? Well, the, uh, Tony, I think they're covering part of it. Are they covering all of it now? It depends on the district because yeah. like, you, like we talked about with Jed Bainey, some school districts are already covering part of it. Um, so I know that there's a school in, I want to say near Logan sport, but it might be Lafayette. Excuse me. It's an, it's an L name, um, in which the district is basically providing only for reading curriculum. Uh, so like basically basic reading, phonics instruction, spelling instruction, they're covering those fees, but they ask parents to cover the rest. So I guess now the state would be jumping in there again. There's a lot of stuff here at the end of the day that kind this was just kind of rushed through. Yeah. And not a lot of it was fully thought through. But when it comes to passing bills like that, that's the Indiana State Legislature's specialty. Yeah, it's Amen right. To that. It's right. Well, Tony, that's why I wanted to reach out to you to say, it, when I looked at it, I, it made me remember, did we pay for textbooks? You know, I remember, you know, when I got a book, it had like four or five kids' names in it before me. Yeah, and that was I, always the best. You know, I'd always hoped for a popular boy's name or a cute boy's name. But anyway, I think we just rented them, And uh, but it was so long ago. And then I wondered, is this even a big deal? It, this is This sounds like a big deal um but when i saw it started this fall do the kids this- still get books or do they get everything on their ipad or on their chromebook well i don't know well, we're rapidly younger than shifting me. to getting things on the ipad they they really are and and they are still renting books but for the record and i do want to make sure that i say this very clearly people are making much ado about nothing when it comes to this because this was not some crippling financial burden for the vast, vast majority of Hoosiers. Now, if you have like five kids, could it be? Absolutely, it could be. But for the majority of Hoosiers families, I do not think, based on the data that I have from the last several years, that this was something that needed Indiana's full attention, sound the red sirens. There's a little bit of posturing here, but from a political and education policy angle, it does make sense. Okay. All right, Tony Kennett, uh, you, thank you. I know you're busy and you've got a million things to do. Are you coming back? Are you going to be filling in this week for uh, Casey? Are you going to be filling in yeah, this yeah. week? 
I think on Thursday, okay. I think is the day. If I can get these Southwest flights to and the stars to align and come home this evening, we should be good. <laughs> okay. We, we will pray for you. <laughs> at the Tonus on much. Twitter. At the, yeah. at, the, at the Tonus on Twitter. Also, Tony Kennedy on Facebook. And you'll find him here at WIBC often. Thank you, Tony, so much. Have a, a safe trip, and we'll see you when you get back. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It is 1117. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's 11.23, and good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips will be here in just a bit. Uh, They are uh, the sponsors of our show, but they're going to come in and talk real estate, the latest in real estate market news. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear from you. If you're buying, you're selling, you're thinking about it, whatever it may be, these two, Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, are the best. Uh, Write this number down, 317-239-9393, and they'll be here in just about, oh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith, also Graham Shear is here and filling in for Kylan Talley. I was going to ask Tony Kennett when we were talking to him if he was going to try skip lagging on the way home. Have you heard of skip lagging? I have not heard of it until you told me to look it up. Well, this is interesting because this sounds like something I would do. The 16-year-old boy, what brought it to my attention was there was a 16-year-old boy who was detained at a Florida airport after he was caught skip lagging. And this is a practice of buying an indirect ticket with the intention of exiting the airport at the layover stop. So if I'm going to New York Uh and uh, it happens to be going through Florida, Charlotte, right? I can get off the plane at Charlotte and just never get back on the plane when it's going on to New York. Right. What's wrong with that? It's not right. It's against the rules. And uh, Wait a minute. They're cracking I bought down. the ticket. If I, I don't it. show up, I, I don't... know it. So, so this guy, this young man, sixteen again, sixteen. You kind of, you know, be you want to at least know where he is. Uh, but he, he went from Gainesville, Florida, to Charlotte, North Carolina. But he purchased a ticket that was actually ending in New York City because it was cheaper than a direct flight to North Carolina. But when he got at the gate, when he went to the gate, the airline agent became suspicious and uh, they interrogated him. And eventually they called his parents and said, uh, you're skip lagging and this is against the rules. Against the rules or against the law? Against the airline's policies. Let's use that. Let's go that way. Okay. What happens if you get sick in Charlotte? Oh, is well, that now, called I guess sick you could lagging? Like, I guess you could go that direction. This is crap, to. Terry. You air- should, you buy the <laughs> ticket. If you want to fly, you fly. If you don't want to fly, say, I don't like your airline anymore. <laughs> They're using this particular airline, which I think was, I don't I don't want to say what it was because I don't know. But anybody this airline who, canceled this ticket. Anybody who flies Charlotte knows exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, they made the family buy him a direct flight to Charlotte. 
And this guy's dad said, this boy's dad said he was unaware that skip lagging is frowned upon by the airlines. And his family's been using this method in the past to save money on flights. And they didn't think it'd be a problem for this 16-year-old to do it on his own. So uh, they said they weren't worried about it and neither should American Airlines. What would your coupon lady say about this? You know, the one, you know, this oh, is smart. This it is really being a is, smart Sherry Lowe, the queen yeah. of free. You know, I, I don't know, but it says in recent years, many <laughs> major flight providers have taken action against outlets that can actually connect passengers with cheaper flights using this controversial method. So there are, if you have a travel agent or you, it you, know, you go through it, orbits or it, whatever. It's all about money. It's about their fee algorithm. It is. They, they it know is. how to, to get people into it, yeah. and, but it's... It's less than candid. I know, but here's the thing: I didn't know about it. Now I now I know about it, and I think that's smart. Would you try it? I would. I think I would too. I would. I would. (laughs) I would. Now there are some airlines that are starting to bring lawsuits against the passengers. Lawsuits who attempt to skip lag on their airline. All right. So when you buy an air uh, an airline ticket, Uh you know, you say I have read all the rules. It's six pages on your on your iPhone or on your thing. Nobody reads that, and so they're going to file suit against this 16-year-old kid or anybody well, who does this. They're going to they're going to yell at you with their finger pointed at you first, and then if you continue to do it, then perhaps Here's they the can thing. they can bring a lawsuit you against you. You know what you they say you're... when you're pointing your finger at one person? They got three <laughs> fingers pointing right back at you. That's hogwash. It's called skip lagging. I didn't know it. I learned a new word, and I learned a new way to get around the system, right? Save you a little money. You know what? I wonder what Greg and Lisa have to say about skip lagging. What do you mean? Well, I mean, they're not in the airline business. They're not in the airline business. But they'll be here in just a bit to talk to us about uh, about real estate. Terry Lynn, Two, three, that is really baloney. I can't say the word I, I was just to trying say. to teach you a new word and a way to buck the system. That's all I was trying to do. And, uh, you know, again, it's not – you do it if you want to, but it's not – it's not. In, it's in their rules. Don't do it. <laughs> but we learned a new word. Uh, coming up, Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips. Your real estate questions. Three one seven two three nine nine three nine three is the number. Three one seven two three nine nine three nine three. And uh, thanks for listening to us this morning on the first day on ninety three WIBC. job he's a pretty handsome kid i know it he's got great hair you know he's got the face not for radio yeah you know i'm doing an event called face for radio (laughs) truly and it is really cool it's coming up in greenfield um i should tell you the date but it's in august i'll let you know more but uh, it's several of us in radio that are going to sit in front of artists and they're going to paint our pictures. Oh, good Lord. And while everybody else is, you know, Lose you can come and, and watch as Lose they're painting. I don't know you, Terry Lynn. the face of for radio. I think it's cool. Uh, okay, hi, everybody. Terry, Stacy, Denny, Smith, Graham, Shear is also here producing today's show. Uh, the first day is brought to you by our friends Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. Also check out to get your value of your home. Go to HoosierHomeValues2023.com. And they're here. Hi, guys. Hi. We're so glad you're here. I brought donuts. (laughs) Wow. That was very operatic of you. Thank you. Uh, I brought donuts for both of you. And thank you for coming downtown and joining us today. Did you see the new green space out front? It's beautiful. Yeah. You want to put a home there? I'm selling. I'm no, selling that, real that, that kind of environment does totally help if you want to convince people to come back downtown. Yeah, that's to interesting. Downtown. Awesome. You need to come. You need to if you, wherever you are, any of the donut counties, wherever you are, metro. You need to come see it because it's cool. And you know, I'm I'm curious about this. That made me think of this. 
we had a trail that's now been put behind our home, and they kept saying this is going to, you know, up the value of your home. Does it really when you live like around parks trail and homes? Or something like right, that behind it's you. a Pinsy trail. I wouldn't want to buy me. But. Yeah, well, listen, I wasn't happy about it either, but I thought they convinced us or at least tried to tell us that this is going to be add value to your property. Do those kind of things really add value to your property? <laughs> so 30 years ago-ish, yeah. I remember going to the meetings in Southern Hamilton County when they were going to re- rejuvenate the Monon. Right. And it was just a nasty old trail with trash on it at the time. And these people were protesting, you're going to destroy the value of my home, blah, blah, blah. And those property values, I've gone eightfold. From what they really? were. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. I mean, Is people, that the truth? Yes. Because the desirability of Terry. being near that path is huge. No Look matter where you. you are. And you that's why we there continue as long as you to build want. them. You can use your walker on it now. Yeah. You know, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, we can age in place. Isn't I, that I, an age I, in I, place right a there? golf cart. She can use the, <laughs> yeah. the golf cart. Well, you know what? We always thought about crime and everything could be brought onto those trails. And that's, I think, what we worried about. But we've not had any knock on wood, any trouble, at least yeah. on the Pinsy Trail. Uh, all right. So uh, I want to throw out the phone number. 317-239-9393 is the number. Whatever your question may be, uh, oh, these are goodness. they're going to be here with us, Greg Take and Lisa, for the next half hour. Take advantage of it. Ask any question you want, because I'll bet they be, they'll be able to answer. And Denny Smith has, has the first, question. His first question. Is it still is it now a good time to sell my house? I mean, I I've been waiting to say that say that I, you for know, you for I a couple like weeks. You know, I feel like the old Saturday Night Live bit is what Lisa and I are going to do. It's 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 Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. One's going to be point, and the other's going to be counterpoint here. Oh, really? But because <laughs> I think she, she probably has a little different view on than do I do. Do not call Lisa. No, we're not going to miserable slut. Remember oh, when he used oh, JJ Kilcoy? No, I was not going to even begin. <laughs> oh to my gosh! I was going to about begin to hint at that. Yeah. The, the thing is, we're in a seasonal time right now, and we're in a mortgage rate time right now, where it's up and down. It's it, it bounces all over the place, and when you put a home on the market now you're putting it into a moment in time so we don't know exactly who's out there buying at that moment in time but a, a quick statistic to, so you know what you're entering into if you're thinking about selling your home first week in july and this is a national number but it's very relevant locally first week in july a year ago thirty-one thousand homes went up for sale across the country okay a, a first, year ago a year ago this year 5500 whoa oh. that's 20 yep. percent. Oh. that's one sixth Wow. Well, so what does that mean to you? That means that for whatever reason, or for many reasons, people are not putting their homes on the market, which is driving values up higher. There's which no is inventory. In, there's no, and, in, and we want to talk about contributing to inflation. Real estate's 20% of the national gross domestic product. So we have a situation with rates being as high as they are, driving people out of the market, home sellers out of the market, driving values way up, even though mortgage rates are where they Lisa, are. Lisa, let's say that Terry and I are married, and we've oh, been yes. in the same oh, house for 30 You know, we do this every, every week. We celebrate every an anniversary every we've week. Been, we, I know. We We've been in the house for 30 years. We raised the kids, and we thought we'd stay in it two more years, and then we would find like an, an empty nester type thing. If this is if, if if there's no inventory, should we accelerate that and maybe get going now? Well, first off, we need to you need to have someone come in and discuss if you need to do any upgrades and improvements before. Oh. I mean, you got two well, years. Well, Terry's so got her taste, look, you know. Well, right. I mean, it. She I'm might not, like some stuff that she you got know. for Mica countertops. I keep saying we Done need to gray. do something with the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, at our but, age, but again, at our age, we're stuck with gray. I just want you to know that's why gray is so popular because there's a lot of us out there you that are, are such a radio guy. You know, you are so funny. Uh, was your question over? No, no, no uh, she, she was. She was still going. We just rudely interrupted her. I'm All so right. sorry, Lisa so, Phillips. So about the gray. Yeah, about the gray. So the gray. It's not about you. It's about the the buyer that's so, coming. So in. So the house might need upgrades. Right. We we, we need to talk and and. 
game plan this. And I think that's the whole thing about consulting. And I discussed with some of my real estate um, clients, my coaching clients, that we are consultants for life and we really need to come in from contribution. And it is, okay, everybody's individual. Everybody's home is individual. So we need to go in and plan it. And it is, it's a marketing plan. This isn't like, the worst thing for me is if you actually would call and say, okay, Lisey, we need to put, we need to put a for sale sign in this house tomorrow like that to me is like okay we can't plan you as well as that's the I way i like. do my colonoscopy well, <laughs> i mean <laughs> you get like next day service no yeah, right right well, only, if, only if jane's doing it you know well, hey, I, oh yeah, yeah, that's his real yeah. wife so yeah this is real wife well okay so here's the not here's weird the, are we expecting that if terry and i hold off selling this house because we're not ready we have to fix it up that just means less inventory so when is this thing going to get solved uh, I don't know that it's going to get solved for the foreseeable yeah, future. I'm, we're talking about mm -hmm. the inventory. The available, There's nobody no, selling houses. Right. So yeah. by every prediction, and I'm having trouble wrapping my arms around it, and my brain, as feeble as it is, I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around the fact that by every prediction it's, in two years, we are going to have mortgage rates in the fours. If that does truly happen, we are going to see a, a rush to buy property that was that is going to make the late teens look like nothing. Because so many people have not been able to buy houses that have wanted to buy houses. And if the rates come down, we will see a flood of inventory, and but we will see a bigger rush to buy those properties. So those of you who are buying now, it's painful at 7.5% for, for, for many people for their mortgages. But you're going to be really happy in two to three years what you've done. So maybe investment property. Big time. Any, buy you know. anything. Buy a, buy a street corner. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, that, Lisa, that's, what, that's your specialty. Street Is corners? No, no. <laughs> investment Lord, properties. Now, now Will I'm you really work good. with me here? <laughs> She's going to get up good and walk Lord. away. <laughs> Shane Alexander, right here. The loser. Uh, <sighs> yes. So I, yeah. I represent quite a few investors. So they're, they're, these are going to be rental properties, or are they flipping them? Uh, so, for example, I'm... Um, doing some pricing on a client that has about six Airbnbs here in town. Ooh. And so we're looking at, you know, what kind of, who would be our perfect buyer for that. So it would be another investor. And they can make that model work at seven and a half percent? Well, that's the thing. Who, yes, actually Airbnb oh, yeah. probably gives you the best oh, yeah. return. Really? Yeah, it does. I bet you that's why we can't get a hold of the Barbie B&B. <laughs> is yeah. by, by any chance i mean they've shut the doors on it we have a barbie bnb down here somewhere we can't it, it's even an find it we're told that it's an apartment in yeah. a high-rise but we don't know yeah we don't know. obsessing on barbie right now well just about the airbnb i'd love to get a hold of them but yeah. you know so airbnbs that's a good investment mm -hmm. or to turn a home into an airbnb no matter what no we're not we're not we don't have too many i guess is what i'm saying because i know we well some the, some areas have seen a decline in in revenue and again the more people that are doing it. What are the HOAs saying? Well, there is no HOAs. In these areas, in these there generally aren't HOAs. Really? Yeah. Or else that they have covenants that allow for I them. See. I mean, and that's what, like, you have, for example, in Westfield, you have some neighborhoods that have really changed. Getting you know, kind of grouchy about it. Well, but you know. But there have been examples of... of people in, in quiet residential neighborhoods turning these homes into Airbnbs and having 22 new tenants in 30 days. Wow. That's not what people want when they buy something that's in a, in a more uh, rural environment. Yeah. See, what I'm thinking is, is young kids having a party all night and party hardy, you know, at the Airbnb. That would be a normal mm -hmm. That's problematic. Um, that's problematic. Yeah. Well, and it, and that's why they work. I mean, urban areas, you know, the core of our city is much more vibrant late into the evening and, and things of that nature. So it's not as big a deal in, in more core central urban environments of cities like ours. It's, it's any 
smaller community, any neighborhood across the Midwest that's going to have an Airbnb that's going to turn over a lot is not going to be happy about it because it's just not the nature of that neighborhood. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips are real estate consultants. They come in about once a month and share some time with us. Our number is 317-239-9393. Terry, Mm -hmm. what was the mortgage rate when you and David bought? Oh, I don't know. Okay, what was the mortgage rate when you and I bought? Well, I mean, it was good. It was a great mortgage or a rate, yeah. or we would not have been able to buy the, the home, put us in the home. Our, that our we first have. mortgage rate was eight and three quarters. I but think ours because was probably the plumbing company that. did work with Indiana National, they broke it down to eight and a half. So when I hear these mortgage rates, I'm going, you big crybabies, you know? But the problem is, you don't get as much house. You know, you can afford yeah. what you can afford. Does that affect the pricing of the house? Mortgage bankers tell us about 70% of the country is mortgaged in at or below 4.5% right now. So we know it's going to take rates in the fives to really generate uh, a lot of inventory coming on, uh, and it will be uh, a land rush when that happens. Okay, that is Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips. Uh, when we come back, I do want to talk about flipping houses. And Greg, I think you've done it. Have you flipped houses before? Uh, once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. And if that is a good, a good thing, if it's still wanna, something happening, and how much work is it really? And, uh, and I want to know what this term is, rate locked. I can't remember. I, I sort of think I know what it is, but I want to hear the formal okay. definition of rate locked. All right, locked. we've got more. And your calls too. Two three nine nine three nine three is the number to call. You're listening to the first day on ninety three WIBC. I got my head out the sunroof. I'm blasting my favorite tunes. I only. 1148. And this is the first day. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're here in studio with us right this minute. They are real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com, but check your home value at HoosierHomeValues2023.com. We'll also make sure that before these two get out of here that you have uh, a phone number from each of them, so in case you need them. You guys are, don't you give us your phone number? Did I make that up? We can. Yeah. yeah. They'll give me, they'll take it. Uh, all right. We are, uh, it is 1149, Terry, Stacy, Denny, Smith, and, um, so you know, oh, Terry, we wanted to talk about flipping. Yeah, I was going to say, Terry and I are, are, are married now. Again. And yes. Terry, Terry wants to flip houses. And I don't want to flip houses because I know something's going to break and I don't, I'm the one that's going to have to fix it. He's but scared. Terry wants to flip houses. Can you make money flipping houses? Both of you have. Yes. Greg hates it. It's just that it always costs more than you think it's going to cost. It's a bigger headache than you think it's going to be. And it's just, it's stressful. Uh, I mean, it's... You look like you have indigestion. I'm telling you, my my stomach's nodding up just thinking about it. It's just not, Chip and Joanna, go fly a kite. (laughs) Yeah, she's talking about fixer-upper on 214. Well, Lisa, you've done it for a living. Yes, in a previous life, I did. (laughs) When I they did. were married. When I was uh, married. When Greg, when Greg and Lisa but were married. No, three, no, no. <laughs> you had three young uh, crumb snatchers at the yes. time, and you were flipping houses. What did you yes, say? So Flipped 50 of them? At least, yeah. Yeah, So what would you, do a, you recommend in this day and age so in 2023? In age, for example, I had a young investor flip a house last year, so it, re- it worked out really well that um, it was on a double lot in the east of Fountain Square. So we were able to sell the lot off immediately. So that helped bring in capital for the flip. Um, she was very meticulous. Of course, things came up that were not planned, you know, and, and I think a lot of times you'll see at that point, either people will do it right or they will They'll put do it pig in, on a yes. lips, the other way, the halfway. On a pig kind yeah. of a thing. So you have to, to worry about that. And when you're representing a buyer, you have to do some more due diligence that you normally maybe wouldn't all right, about. so if you buy one of these houses and you get a, a home inspection, and then all of a sudden you find out that there's more warts on this pig than you ever dreamed, 
can you go back on the home inspector and say, hey, you missed this? You know, the heat exchanger, you talked about a heat exchanger. Well, look, let, let's home inspectors are a really important part of the process, and we have great ones in, in many turns here in central Indiana, but they have some limitations. They're not tearing walls out. Yeah. You know, if you've got a sealed crawl space or one that's literally not accessible, it's really tough to know. We call that a tomb. Thank you, yes, <laughs> and there are usually things down there that have been once living, yeah. it's, it seems. So, uh, you know, it's home inspectors do the best job they possibly can given the limitations that they work under. So I, I don't know that it's going to be a perfect process, even with the home inspector. Don't cut those people out. They're really important. But I just think you can't possibly, it's not going to be perfect, guys. You're going to have expenses that come along that you're not ready for. I think that's good advice. Lisa, your advice for anybody that's thinking about investing right now, as we said, investing because maybe in a, you know, a few months, a few day, I don't know right. when, but this could be a hot pop property. I mean, again, you're going to look at location, 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 yeah. where you want to be. And where is location right now? Where is, what are the hot locations here? It's price more than location. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I don't think that there's a bad spot right now, generally speaking, as long as you're in a price point that, that is readily desirable in that area. So, you know, if you're looking at a million-dollar home in an area where the homes usually sell at 400000 that's a little different issue. But if you're trying to buy a two fifty anywhere and you can get that done, that's going to end up being a really good investment for you. Oh, I still good. do counseling for children of my friends. And I, I did that with a couple down in Atlanta, Georgia. They wanted to move back to Indiana. They had about a $400,000 house, but their rate was 2 and a quarter or 2.5%. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're rate-locked. I had never heard that term before, but I'm assuming what they're saying is that they can't sell it because even though they can move back to Indianapolis, the rates are too high, so they're sort of trapped in their home. Is that what that means? Um, yes. Rate lock means that if you had a $300,000 house at two and three quarters, you're now going to have a ha- house that's half that big at six or 7%. So it, it's you're literally bound financially into that property until you either have enough cash to be able to move up and put a down payment or rates subside in some way. But there's a, there's a ton of that going on right now. I think what we're looking at is the, let's say this is your first, your first time home owner and this is your first house. Like and Graham getting, over here. Graham's like 21. Graham. We're trying to talk right, to you about like buying a house. Yeah. If, and and yeah. going and then getting married and having two kids in the same little you can, bungalow. You can take your time on that part. Right. Yeah, don't hurry. Yeah, yeah. Please. Well, I mean, this is what we're looking at. <laughs> you, so. you have now two small children in this two-bedroom bungalow and now you're rate locked because you've refinanced probably at some point. Now we can sell your house and you can make some good money, but that first jump, like oh, that man. you can't, you're, you're not really getting anything from that first jump. You're almost what we're seeing, right, is that it's like a bigger jump. Like this normal transition used to be, you know, your 250 to your 400. Like the 250 needs to now go to a 700. Oh, like boy. so if you don't have the financial capabilities of that and if it's not worth it enough, you're not going anywhere. The bottom line is that if you can afford to buy right now, you're going to be making in all likely, unless you just get terrible advice or you're not listening to your, your, your advocates, if you buy a home right now, you're going to be really happy in two to three years. I, I mean, I just think that the values are going to go crazy, and I think it's going to be tougher for first-timers. We saw the inflation numbers. Terry, they tell us that the inflation number year over year, that one month, was 4%. That's crap. I mean, we have to take that over a long period of time. But, Greg, I would tell you that the statistics from the Department of Labor are backing you up on that, that what we've seen in real estate has just been incredible, and I don't see any breaks on that. So, Terry, we may not be able to 
to move as quick as you think. We, we just have. <laughs> we need to plan your two years out, with guys. Again, with that married thing, it's so strange. I know it is strange. Well, Graham, you know, here's our baby boy, and he's wanting to go out. And he's not our child, Denny. He's not. Oh, that was tra- Kylin. No, Kylin is our daughter, right? Okay, but that's not, okay. I'm, I'm really confused. <laughs> you think you're confused? You, you think you're confused? You start this every time. Well, let's not fight in front of the children. <laughs> Uh, all right, so it is 11.55. We just have about another minute. Before we let the two of you get out of here, What do? You, was there anything that we didn't touch on that you think is really important right now or that you want to let the listeners know that are I'm going to say that market? you might hear that there's a slowdown. In July, typically, because of all the vacations, Like you will see less yeah. buyers out in the marketplace. School's which getting is, ready to start in 15 and that's days from many. So you might be hearing this, oh my gosh, where's all the buyers? And that's because they're doing other fun things. But they'll be back closer to labor so here's the thing the market is really volatile it's quick changing whether you're buying be aware of where you are mortgage rate wise if you're selling your home is not worth today what it was worth yesterday and not worth the same next week you have to be incredibly in tune with what's going on to be active and be successful that's Greg Cooper, Lisa wow. Phillips. Uh, Greg, we have known Greg for over 20 years, and I'll tell you that I trust these two. And so if you are buying or I selling. I think he's been on this frequency as much as we have. <laughs> he has been. <laughs> yep. And he crashed in a helicopter. Exactly. So, yeah. or, an or the plane. And an airplane. And an airplane. Yeah. Uh, Not with, do that with again. WIBC. Yeah, and right. Big John. Don't get in a speedboat. Hey, right. oh, did Mercedes have her baby? Yes, she did. Oh, and little boy. Little boy. There we go. There we go. Mercedes works with Greg Cooper and yeah. Lisa Phillips at Crossroads Collective. In, uh, she's she's on maternity. Dakota. Dakota Halbert. She's off. Dakota's his name. Yep. Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. That's these two. Real estate consultants. Crossroadscollectivehomes.com. Check out Who's Your Home Values 2023.com. You're both on social media. Greg, what's your phone number? 317-441-7166. You want to give it out, Lisa? I sure can. 317-219-9277. If you missed any of this, you can hear it on our podcast at WIBC.com. Got another hour to go. You're listening to the first day. 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. (laughs) 